and yeah, we have great fun on it. I think it's definitely TikTok is the way forward, I think, for the kind of wedding industry. I'm Becca Poutney, wedding business marketing expert, speaker, and blogger, and you're listening to the Wedding Pros Who Are Ready to Grow podcast. I'm here to share with you actionable tips, strategies, and real-life examples to help you take your wedding business to the next level. If you are an ambitious wedding business owner that wants to take your passion and use it to build a profitable, sustainable business doing what you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get going with today's episode. Before we get going with today's episode, I need to tell you about something brand new and really exciting that's ready for you to access right now. It's my brand new audio bootcamp, Get Visible and Book More Weddings. I know that so many of you struggle with feeling like you're the best kept secret. You know you're amazing at what you do. You're passionate, you're creative. But when it comes to the business side of things, well, it feels almost impossible to get the right clients booking you and all you're doing is working really hard and not making a profit. I believe that absolutely everyone can make a profit from their passion, which is why I've designed this brand new bootcamp to get you thinking differently and get you on the right track. It's available for you right now and it's totally free. All of the details are in the show notes or go to go.beccapoutney.com forward slash bootcamp to get your free access. Enjoy. I know it's going to be amazing for you. Today, I'm chatting with one of my lovely Wedding Pro Lounge members, Jack Brilly. Founder of JB Performers, Jack is not only one of the loveliest people you could hope to meet, he's also incredibly talented and can play five instruments. He's passionate about providing quality music for weddings and events and has quite the international fan club thanks to his success on TikTok. You are going to love hearing his story. Jack, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how's it going? Very good, thank you. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. But before we get into business, I have many questions for you. So first of all, what are the five instruments that you can play? Everybody wants to know the answer to that one. Okay, so I have this bit of a habit whenever I go, I kind of go through phases of learning new instruments kind of every month, which is really bad for my bank account mainly, because it becomes very expensive very quickly. But I play... Piano is obviously my first one. So I play piano, trumpet, guitar, banjo, ukulele. Oh, here, I've got another one, an accordion. So actually, I play six now that I've I've just added the banjo in the other week. So yeah, I just get excited about learning new stuff and just go out onto eBay and I'm like, can I get a banjo in the next couple of days? And uh, here I am playing banjo now. (laughs) I absolutely love that, especially the accordion. That is such a random instrument to choose and really difficult to play. Isn't it? Oh, well, you know what? You say this, but I've actually found the accordion really quite easy to play because one side of it is like keys, like the piano. So it's almost, if you play piano beforehand, it's actually really quite easy to pick up. It's just a left hand trying to get uh, the kind of intricacy of all the buttons and stuff. But yeah, no, I find it the easiest out of all of the instruments to pick up so yeah maybe that's what everyone should pick up from now on and just start playing accordions in the street yeah we can start getting the accordion back on the map maybe we need to have more accordions at weddings maybe yeah that's what i was gonna say maybe accordions as they walk down the 
walk down the aisle. <laughs> I love that. Now, the other thing I saw when I was reading your bio was that you are a massive musical theatre fan. And I am a massive musical theatre fan as well. It's something that I like to talk about a lot. So before we talk about business, we need to have a little bit of discussion around musical theatre. So the first thing I want to know is what was the last musical that you went to see? And what's your all-time favourite musical? Ooh, so actually, last night, I went to see The Play That Goes Wrong Ooh. in London, which was really, really great, really, really funny. Highly recommend. My favourite musical, no, my favourite musical changes, like, every week. It depends what mood I'm in. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, you need a bit of hairspray in your life to really get you through that house cleaning, that there sort of thing. But my favourite one has to be, I think, oh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yes! It's always a good time. Everyone loves a bit of Joseph, absolute classic, and appeals to everyone, I think. Well, the thing is, I wrote down mine because I thought, if I'm going to ask Jack, he might ask me back. And Joseph is written down in front of me as my all-time favourite musical as well. So we need a visit to London to go and see it. Because oh my gosh, it's yes. like one of my favourite musicals from being a child. I absolutely loved, I mean, he's in the news a lot at the moment, but I absolutely loved Philip Schofield when he was playing Joseph. And I actually wrote to him and yeah. rang him up on Live and Kicking back in the day and asked him a question. And it's just one of my all-time no. favourite memories. So Joseph That's is massive for me. My favourite at the moment, though, I'm going through a bit of a Hamilton moment. I absolutely love Okay. Yeah. I'm loving the Hamilton moment. Okay. I see where you're at. But also, I think musical musicals interject at certain points of your life. So I actually gave birth to my first child to the Les Miserables soundtrack, and I recommend that to anyone out there. Oh, that's that's quite a story. Jumble John is not my name. Kids coming out. Exactly, but it's very motivational. (laughs) It's about the revolution. It's like, yes, we can do this. We can get through this. So, yeah, I absolutely love musicals. And finally, before we get onto business, and I (laughs) promise we will get onto business, but I just need to indulge myself at the moment. What is your dream role? If you could play anything in the West End. Oh, so this also changes, but I'm in love with the Book of Mormon and I would love to play Elder Price. That would definitely be the ultimate dream come true so uh any producers or casting directors listening you know i'm also available for the next next round of casting you know just putting that out there um so yeah if anyone wants to give me a job i'd love that (laughs) absolutely love it i've not i'm yet to see book of mormon i've seen some clips from it and i've seen some like parts of medleys but i haven't seen the full show and it's definitely on my list of things to go to have to go if you like joseph you will like it is the ultimate comedy night out brilliant okay it's going on my bucket list and i know there's lots of other musical theater fans who are listening to this podcast as well so hopefully you've enjoyed indulging for a moment in our musical theater chat okay let's get back to business then so we talked i i talked in the intro about your business jb performers take me back to how that began where did that come from so it actually began i think it's four three three years ago three and a bit years ago whenever I moved to London. So before that, I had like played in like churches, stuff like that. I'd always sang at kind of random events throughout kind of Belfast and stuff like that. And then I came to London and I really didn't want to work whenever I came over. So I was like, how can I utilize what I do and what I love to kind of build up like a a business that I can, you know, make the, the money myself, keep it myself, invest it in myself, invest in my training, that there sort of thing. 
and have all the flexibility that I need and like want to live over here. So that's kind of how it kind of started. And then my friend, well, my partner and I, he had an e-commerce business and he was like, oh, why didn't you set it up? Like actually do it properly. I was like, oh, right. Okay. And then he helped me set it up which was really, really great. And yeah, no, he's been a great help. And we've set up a website and then we've exhibited at the wedding shows and stuff like that. So that's kind of how it came about. And then obviously I trained in musical theatre. So I had lots of friends that were huge influences on like my music style and stuff like that. And then that's where I kind of got my singers and other pianists as well from. And um, because everyone at drama school is just so talented oh my goodness, the amount of talent that people have, like playing instruments, singing, dancing, everything. And I was just like in awe. So I've definitely utilized some of my friends and drafted them into coming to sing at weddings as well. So yeah, that's kind of how it all became, became a thing. And I've loved it ever since. Well, that's good because you're doing something that you love, right? Instead of being in a job that you hate all of the time, you're being able to use that passion and go out there and perform and also give work to some of your friends as well. So how did you find your first clients? Well, my first client, so I can tell you this, one of them, my very, very, very first inquiry was an absolute nightmare. I was on the phone to this lady about three times a week for about 45 minutes at a time answering questions and they weren't even remotely related to music sometimes and I just sit there and try and answer but she ended up not going through which was fine because it was so difficult but it gave me such a clear like but a clear path of what kind of client I wanted where I wanted to go within the industry like I know people say like oh the wedding industry is so big and like there's so much opportunity there but within that I always find like there's loads of different segments like on where you want to go like what style that there sort of thing and um, so it really narrowed it down and then my very first client was actually um, another musical theatre lover and we went and performed at her wedding wedding reception and I took four of my friends with me and we all we, like we set up before we added in we had like five part harmony going at one stage this girl's when it was I think it was Brighton at this point and yeah we sang musical theatre songs for an hour and a half and we absolutely loved it and she was a joy and she was just fun and giggly loved everything we did and she was up dancing along singing along at one point she took the mic and was like I want to sing Defying Gravity on my own wasn't in the right key or anything but you know what we all had a great time and yeah all the guests loved it so she was definitely the ideal kind of client for me really lovely really sweet and this is the one thing that I'm not loving about the wedding industry is you don't get to work with like your clients again like one time it's like oh I would love to work with you again I've really enjoyed this I would love to stay friends though because I build such a connection with everyone that I've had that I'm like oh you're so lovely we really get on and it's just like that kind of bittersweet moment of the wedding like getting to know them and then going to perform at the wedding and then that's it. Jack, I've got a business proposition for you. Maybe we need to get you running a night, a musical theatre live night in London once a quarter. And then you can invite all of your clients and me along to it. And we can all come and have a giant Stop sing it. song. Let's do it. Let's rent out the novella theatre for the night. Let's do that. Why not? 
<laughs> why not? Because then you can have something to invite your friends along to from your clients. Because yes. you're right, it is difficult in the wedding industry because we're always looking for new people, right? We're always looking to get our name out there to find new people because most people only get married once and therefore we need to find clients all of the time. Now, one of the things I know that you did uh, last year to get more clients, I think it was last year, maybe it was even this year, was to exhibit at the National Wedding Show. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that because the National Wedding Show here in the UK is something that quite a lot of people think about doing. They're a bit nervous about doing it. It's quite a big deal. It's it's a fairly big expense. So how did it come about and what was your experience? So I've actually exhibited two times now. So I set it up, I think it was in my first year of running, within the first couple of months, I was thinking, oh, how can I kind of gain traction to JB performers as a whole? So that was kind of the first big event that like, I took my singer with with me and we went and sang and played piano and stuff like that. So yeah, no, we had an absolutely amazing time. The first time we exhibited at the Olympia in London, it was really great. I was just like blown away uh, by like the quality of all the stands and stuff like that. So that was the first time. And then the second time was in just passing that October, which is, I believe, whenever I met you. So the first time I didn't think I I knew you, I think I think I was with Kelly Mortimer, your friend, at that time. And then the second time, yes, I was with you, and yeah, had an absolutely amazing time. And this time in the XL, and uh, yeah, absolutely loved it. Brought the piano along. We had an amazing time. We had a right old bop of a time playing some musical theater songs as well. And yeah, had a really really amazing time seeing everyone, meeting new people, that their sort of thing, and. I think the second time I had more of a strategy put in place from your kind of learning setup that you have, like the the exhibit exhibiting. So the first time, in my own opinion, was an absolute throw throwaway of my money, which is really disappointing because I didn't really know what I was going and doing. I didn't have a strategy in place. I was just going, oh, here's my email. If you like me, kind of send me an email or give me a call. So that wasn't the best success. We got a couple, I think we got three people booked from it, which was really great considering we had no strategy. But no, the second time round, we got a whole lot more traction, a lot more followers. People were a lot more engaging. I took phone numbers, emails, and that there sort of thing. And I knew what I was doing then from the past experience, actually talking to people. Because I always find there's like, I was going in with the sales, um, like being like, oh, come look at this. We've got this amazing thing. Oh, I'll do you a deal. This is this is what I'm going to do. And I was trying to act like a car salesman, which really doesn't work, especially not at wedding shows. So the second time around, it was a lot more conversational, really getting to know people and stuff like that. And yeah, no, as I said, had a really amazing time getting to know people so yeah and I think it's really brave of you actually to do it again because you've by your own admission said that you felt like the first time was throwing money away and a lot of people would have just thought never going to do that again was a waste of time waste of money but actually to reflect and to realize maybe it was mistakes you made rather than the show itself and to go and do it again is really brave so what things would you say to someone if they're thinking of doing the national wedding show or doing one of those big things where it's going to be a decent amount of money spent to get involved in it, what kind of thing would you say to them to make sure they've got sorted before they go for it? I think definitely make sure you have all your campaigns ready. Make sure you have your email marketing, 
your text marketing, everything, all the plans in place, have everything scheduled. That was my biggest thing. I had to have my Instagram posts or TikToks, or I had them all scheduled for the entire weekend because I knew I wasn't going to have any time at all to sit down at night after doing like being there from six o'clock in the morning until like Jerry knows what time at night. Uh, so I had all those schedules. And the first time I remember, I tried to do things as cheap as possible. And this is where like, I get go, trying to do things as cheap as possible, but there is cheap. And then there is just like almost tacky. And I think I went beyond the cheap into the tacky. And I, I think it reflected uh, really badly on JP Performance's brand because that's not what I wanted at all for the kind of brand that I was going for. So second time round, I bought a bigger stand. I actually made the stand out of wood. So I made paneling out of wood and like painted it all. I drafted in my flatmates, that their kind of thing, all my friends, my family, and spent a bit of money on it because I thought the quality and the look of the stand really stands out. And I think people do notice. So that would be definitely, I think it's definitely worth spending money on the stand itself. I think the compromise should probably go to the stand size. If you have a smaller stand size and a more high quality stand, I think that's definitely the way to go in my opinion. Yeah, make sure you have your flyers, all those contact information all in hand, the spreadsheet to get people's uh, details is the biggest thing. I remember saying to my singer Fiona, I was like, I don't care if you don't get along with him, just please make sure as long as they like who we are and they're liking what we do, make sure we get our phone numbers because if they're liking us, then that that's the best thing. We can call them, then we can organize for like a kind of conversation over Zoom, that their sort of thing, and we can get to know them, build up the relationship there. Yeah, that was our biggest thing. And I definitely think that helped out so much because then we added them into their email campaigns, that their sort of thing, phone calls. And a lot of them ended up converting, which is exactly what we aim for. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's perfect. And I think your stand looked amazing when I saw you at the Excel. I think you what you did with the brand colors and your logo and the wood, it really did pay off and it did stand out a mile. And again, if people are... If people are listening to this and thinking about doing something like that, I recommend going along to the show as a guest and having a look first because it is a big investment. And actually, when you go and see what other people are doing and the standard of some of the stands and how terrible some of the stands look like when people don't know what they're doing, like it's really worth doing your research for sure. And I think that paid off. For sure. I actually went back to the Excel the other week they uh, give us some tickets and I was like absolutely I would love to go because I think it's really good to evaluate what you've done the last time and like oh, what can I do this time maybe I can use the same material but what can I do to make it better that there's stuff, stuff constantly trying to better yourself but definitely I, I think it's worth paying the money to go see it beforehand. 100%. And actually, quite often, if you contact them, the National Wedding Show particularly, and say you're interested in, in exhibiting, they'll quite often give you complimentary tickets to go and have a look around. So do take that insider tip from me and go and contact them if you want to go and have a look around the show. Now, Jack, the next thing I want to talk to you about is TikTok. Now, TikTok is something that many people in the wedding industry are a little bit 
nervous about and feel like they're not quite cool enough for and they avoid it. But I know that TikTok has been instrumental in the some of the success in your business. So talk to me about TikTok. Let's go back to the start. Like, when did you go on TikTok? How are you feeling about it? And how did you get started? So TikTok, at the start, I was just posting like videos of me playing piano and stuff, like videos of my singer singing, that there sort of thing. Not really, wasn't getting that much engagement. Then I was like, I was trying to think of new ways to get business into the business on how to make monies in different way, as in like, why am I only concentrating on London? How can I appeal to the not only the greater UK, but also to the rest of the world? And then I was like, oh, what if I offer recordings? Because a lot of people often think, oh, I would love live music, but can't quite afford the full live music price that comes with it. So I was like, oh, this is a really good, great idea. I can record my piano playing through my computer and it gives like, it sounds like an actual pianist is playing at the wedding. So then I started doing these kind of TikToks where it goes in from like Pachelbel's Canon into like, you are my sunshine. And then it, it just started taking off from there. I think I remember sitting in like bed one morning and I woke up and was like, oh my gosh, I've suddenly got like 800,000 views on one of my things. I was like, what? What is going on? So yeah, no, it's been really amazing. And actually is where I make most of my money from now, rather than live weddings, is because I find a way to streamline the kind of TikTok side of things, the custom recordings where, uh, you know, one recording can do this, 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 and this. How can I adapt that to fit this? And that their sort of thing. And it's made it more streamlined and almost a bit more e-commerce side to it, which I think is actually really quite important in the wedding businesses, the e-commerce side, how, do, how can that influence the business sort of thing? But yeah, no, since then I've been trying to post like, I think I post three times a week at the moment, although I'm upping it currently because around this time of year, we this is whenever we, I've noticed that we get most of our recordings from. So I'll be posting maybe like three times a day now, which is really great. And yeah, that's really where I go from. I've been going live a lot recently and getting quite a lot of people who come on live and are like, oh my gosh, my my daughter's getting married. Let me send this to her. And then she comes on the live. Then we have a conversation on the live about like what she wants and like what kind of music she wants. And then I'll play a bit for her. And uh, yeah, no, it's really great. And it's really nice. I think it's, I think it's very personable as well, like getting to actually have a, it's almost like a live chat before the the live chat with just me. And yeah, we have great fun on it. I think it's definitely TikTok is the way forward. I think for the kind of wedding industry, showing it off. I've noticed quite a few like DJs as well, like giving uh, kind of top tips out there sort of thing on like entrances. Yeah. And then with within my package, I was, a lot of people were asking me like, oh, when does such and such enter? Like, when does the bride's mother enter? When does my flower girl enter? So with it, I developed like different packages. So you can get like a standard package, which is just the recording itself. And then you can get like our standard one, which is it has like a recording of me like talking over to the top, the top of it being like, this is whenever bride, uh, not bride number one. Um, what do you call? Oh my gosh, I've completely bridesmaid, forgotten. Them. Bridesmaid, bridesmaid. 
I could not think of the word. I was like, it's bride something. And I was like, oh my gosh, complete mind blank. How funny. Um, yeah, this is whenever bridesmaid number one comes in. This is whenever groomsman comes in. Um, that their sort of thing. And yeah, that's we kind of developed a package about that. And yeah, packaging is my new favorite thing to do. How can I create packages for different things? Because I think it really works. So yeah, that's kind of gone really far off TikTok. But yeah, no, I love TikTok now. I love it. Re- love reading all the comments as well. Because I get some like, oh my gosh, my granda used to sing this to me whenever he was like two. And now I'm having it as a as a wedding entrance. And I, I, like stories like that just like really touch me. And it's really great to hear like people all around the world um, talking about their different stories in it. Yeah, it, it it really makes me feel happy about what I'm doing and adds like a next level and an extra dimension to it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I just love how this TikTok explosion has kind of taken your business in a bit of a different direction, probably to where you expected it to go with these recordings and growing and reaching an international market. And it's really exciting. One of the things that I think is really smart about what you've done is that you've kept the concept on TikTok the same so it's very simple isn't it you're always you're not trying to do new things now on tiktok is it always packabell's canon that you start with and then you go into something else well we do love i do i do love a bit of packabell's canon and actually a lot of my friends make jokes at me now they're like they start singing a song and then they go well if you like such and such it's the perfect when entrance for you and i'm like okay guys right come on um but yes i mainly do packabell's canon or like the kind of traditional wedding march as well which goes into it. But I've actually recently, I've been doing a lot of mashups. So I done a mashup for ABBA the other day. Absolutely loved it. Slipping through my fingers, had me in tears recording that one. I literally emailed the, the client, was like, you've, you've got me really upset. I'm so, I'm, so loved, I'm so in love with this recording. I really hope you love it. And she was like, I'm not crying at it as well. And let's come on FaceTime. And then we FaceTime and we're like, oh, I just love this so much. And I was like, no, I love this so much. And yeah, no, it was really, really great. So I'm doing a lot of mashups and stuff like that. And then di- different kind of, I'm trying to find new ways of kind of giving top tips, that their sort of thing. But yeah, no, as you said, it's a completely different direction to to what I was initially anticipating. Like I was expecting to be like actually in person at weddings, but no, this works out a lot better for me with the kind of lifestyle that I have at the moment. So yeah, no, really great. Love TikTok. I think it's really inspiring. I love the success you've had. And if you haven't seen Jack's TikTok, do go and check it out. Or if you feel like you're a bit scared of TikTok, he does post some of his videos over on Instagram as well. So you can go and have a look at those over on his Instagram. But it's just fun and it's a simple concept, but it really has uh, been so successful for you. You've had clients from all over the world. Tell me, where are some of the places that people have have bought your recordings from? So we've... I think, I can't remember how many I counted the other day, but we've had ones, quite a few from Australia. Um, we've got Texas, New York, all the way down America. Um, we've got ones in Colombia, New Zealand, where else? Dubai, Russia had one. Yeah, we've had loads. I think the furthest I've had was Iceland. I was like, right, okay, that's cute. So yeah, no, we've had them all over. And I just think, that blows my mind like my piano playing is literally all over the world and that is like ah it just yeah mind-blowing 
And as a performer, that is one of the greatest compliments to know that your wedding, it, your music is being listened to at one of those biggest events of their life across the world. That must feel good. It it feels immense a lot. Honestly, I, it just it's just really nice hearing everyone's stories and things like that and how like different parts of the world like prefer. I could, where is it that I think it's Texas that the You Are My Sunshine is like their main theme tune, but they love that there, You Are My Sunshine, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's really amazing. I love it. So we know that you are out there doing weddings in person. We know that you are finding success on TikTok as well. What do you think is next for you and JB performers? I have been saying for years that I want to set up a band. I've been saying for the minute, I don't know how young I was, but I always used to, in my in my uh, nan's house, I always used to put on performance, performances for her. And like, ever since then, I've loved the live music kind of aspect. Like music is a huge part of my life. And I love... Uh, that that I think that's definitely the next step is setting up a band going for the kind of reception music a lot more rather than the ceremony music at the moment but definitely I think bands live music is the way forward trying to find a new unique way to put on the bands will be the next project I think for me I think definitely by the end of summer I'm gonna have a band I say this probably a new instrument by the end of summer as well <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a new musical theater night in london that i can come along to as well you never know let's do it <laughs> maybe you need a band that specializes in musical theater songs because one of the things i found for my wedding way back in 2010 when i i booked a band and they were a great swing band but some of the songs i wanted them to do some of the musical theater songs i wanted them to do they were like we just can't really do that like that's not really our thing so there's definitely a gap in the market oh. there oh wow maybe Maybe we ha- need to have a full-on musical day then. Oh, this is music to my ears. I absolutely love that. I love, there is nothing better than hearing, like, especially whenever you go to shows, you hear the orchestra kind of kick off. Like, imagine that at a wedding. I would have such a great time if I had musical theatre at a wedding like that. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, it's definitely a growing thing. You see the musical theatre waiters and waitresses going into weddings. And also the musical theatre community is huge. I don't know if you've seen in London now that they have these musical theatre raves where they take over a nightclub and just play musical theatre songs. So there is a big fan club out there. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Musical theatre people are nuts. I love it. <laughs> We absolutely are. Jack, it's been such fun talking to you today. I always end my podcast interviews with the same question, which is what's one thing you wish you'd known sooner in your business? Oh my gosh, this is really hard. I think one thing that I know sooner is relationships. I think relationships are key and I really underestimated how much you rely on relationships with not only your clients, but only the other wedding businesses because I think getting jobs from other wedding businesses is the ultimate compliment yeah I think relationships are really 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 important and I wish I knew that earlier because I think we would have been a bit further on than we are now but we grow we learn and we keep going absolutely and if people want to find out more about you and what you do or they want to get in touch maybe they're another wedding supplier and wants to build a bit of a relationship with you and your business where's the best place for people to find you you can find me on every social media platform thinkable um at jbperformers.com uh, is my website and at jbperformers 
you can search me up anywhere and hopefully I'll come up. Perfect. Do get in touch with Jack. I'm sure he would love to talk with you and find out more about your business as much as you want to find out about his. Jack, it's been so much fun talking all things musicals and business with you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. I love that conversation with Jack. Isn't he brilliant? Thank you for indulging us as we discussed all things musical theatre. I know lots of you are musical theatre fans out there as well. I loved hearing his story. I loved how he's navigated the changes in his business through going so huge and international on TikTok. And I know there's big things for him to come as well. I'll see you next time. Okay.